Hi, this is Nick from Volume One, and the brand new Volume One podcast was made possible by Royal Credit Union, Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic, and DebraBecker.com, offering State Farm Insurance. Welcome to the Volume One podcast, everybody. Episode eight, baby, we 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 did it. It's another beautiful spring day in the valley. The April vibes are heavy. The pollen is thick in the air. It's been raining every day for it feels like an eternity. Uh, you gotta love it. Uh, my, my name is Eric Christensen. I'll be your host. <clears throat> I want to introduce my co-host, producer of the pod, Nick Meyer. Hey, How are we doing, Nick? I'm good. I'm vaccinated. You're vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, we're feeling The world's good. becoming vaccinated. <laughs> Slowly, uh, yes. Yeah, one giant injection uh, across the country, and we'll be all in better shape they soon, They should hopefully. just do one big needle for everybody. Just kind of just squirt it down from the airplanes. <laughs> open your mouth. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. That's one way to do it. <laughs> they probably brainstormed that. It would have been more efficient than what they're doing. <laughs> one at a time, come on. Yeah, yeah. Feeling good, though. Positive vibes. Uh, we have an incredible show here for you today, too, folks. Uh, Going to be a great one. I can feel it in my fingers, although that might that might be the vax, too. Uh, but good vibes today. Uh, later on in the program, we all know Eau Claire is known for a little something called art. You ever heard of it? <laughs> Pretty big deal, I guess. Uh, well, May is, create, <laughs> May is Creative Economy Month in Eau Claire. It's basically a month-long celebration of all the ways the arts impact the local economy so we're talking art with sarah larson from downtown eau claire inc she's gonna be on later lots of good stuff planned we'll get into it uh but first we got all kinds of local stuff to talk about the scuttlebud if you will uh the 411 you know uh and we've got what two was that, was that scuttlebud <laughs> is it butt it's butt but. <laughs> yeah it's scuttlebutt oh man Let's my bad yeah. the scuttlebud scuttle is something butt. else entirely Okay, well, I'm a scuttlebud for this intro. Uh, well, let's go with the 411. We got the 411, and okay. we got two amazing panelists here to help us out. Uh, first, she's a local comedian, a photographer, figure skater, best triple axle in the valley, if you ask me. <laughs> My great friend and next door neighbor, Christina Wolf, is here. Hey, hello. Welcome. Hi, Christina. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. We've been riding out the pandemic together. Yep. Neighborly vibes, just Pot having fires. Podding up. Podding up, are you? Yeah, of yeah. course. Podding. <laughs> <laughs> we're podding, now we're podding. Yeah, oh, full nice. circle. <laughs> Pretty cool. Uh, next, he is a local author, editor, and English teacher at Memorial High School, the founder of local literary publication Barstow and Grand, and one of Volume One's first ever contributors, True. all the way back to when these guys were just little babies in their mm. early twenties. Mm. The great Eric Rasmussen is here. Hey, thanks right. for having me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you hear that? That's wow. That's a double Eric alert. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. We got two Eric's in the building. Gotta, keep, gonna, him, gotta this, keep him straight. Gotta, gotta not be confused. This is going to be a mess. <laughs> it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> but that's kind of why we love doing this thing because it always is. Uh, but yeah, thank you both for being here. So of fun. Course. All right, let's get into it. So, okay, and then if the next 15 years go a certain way, Amtrak has a big proposal out there to build rail service through Eau Claire. That's right, folks. Trains. Or, you know, choo-choos, <laughs> as they are affectionately called. Uh, Amtrak... <laughs> Amtrak unveiled By my two-year-old. I'm not sure. <laughs> Choo-choos. Uh, Amtrak unveiled an ambitious 15-year plan to add and improve their passenger rail service around the whole country, and they chugga chugga chose Eau Claire uh, to to be on a new, a new route between Minneapolis and Green Bay and Madison, which is pretty exciting stuff. But it, you know, it's very early in the process. No. It's like a 15-year plan. Who knows what's going to happen? Still pretty hypothetical at this point, but. You know, we can dream. We yeah, can cool. dream. So, I mean, you know, what does it all mean? I mean, rail advocacy has been such a thing here in town specifically mm -hmm. and in Wisconsin for such a long time, specifically for the high-speed rail kind of thing. Which I mean, is how really fast are we talking this isn't, this isn't particularly high speed from yeah. what I understand. That's you got a lot of rail infrastructure to make it high speed. So this right. is kind of standard commuting speeds as I yeah. would understand it. Yeah, can't have it all. Um, and obviously there was a big, you know, there was that big attempted stimulus thing in 2008 with Obama that Walker famously turned away mm -hmm. that $800 mm -hmm. million dollars to kind of start something between Milwaukee and Madison. And that was the biggest, brightest hope to continue on from there up to Minneapolis through Eau Claire because the existing route goes through La Crosse, right. which we all are much maligned. Yeah, goes through Toma and then La Crosse, but then most of it spends its time in Minnesota. And so Wisconsin's been trying to convince it to kind of come through this corridor, which is the fastest growing corridor of the state through St. Croix County, 
Hudson, River Falls, Eau Claire, all that kind of area. It's fun to call it a corridor, too. It feels <laughs> very, very official. And very, right. Very Sorry. nice. <laughs> but there are a few different paths to there being rail here at this point because mm-hmm. you've got this new Chippewa St. Co- Croix coalition that started one that's trying to do a public-private version of mm-hmm. it which would be non-Amtrak, would be, which would be something else. Um, so it could happen. That would just be kind of an Eau Claire through this way to Minneapolis. But what we really want is that connectivity into Milwaukee and Chicago and stuff as well. And they're working on a more of a shuttle version that would come out of Toma up to here. Yeah. And then there's the big Amtrak vision, which would connect it all the way through to everything. So Either way, I am stoked about the opportunity for additional action sequences on tops of trains. <laughs> yes. Like there right now, there's no... Shanghai noon. No place Jackie for that. Chan on top of the train. I've been led to believe by TV and movies <laughs> yeah. that every time a train goes anywhere, there's people fighting on top. Mm-hmm. So. I can't yeah. be, wait to be just out there gazing out the window, you know, looking at the sprawling vista of Amory, Wisconsin. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like holding a book that is makes me look really cultured and cool, and like yeah. contemplating, you know, just kind of yeah. making a thoughtful face every now and then. I feel like that'd be cool. Christina, what do you think? Are you gonna ride the train? Oh, for sure. <laughs> um, I'm excited. I feel like it's a long time coming, right? Yeah. I don't know. People have been it's talking been about this for a while. Coming. It's been 60 like, years since there's been a train. In hop on now. a train and go to the cities. That sounds beautiful. Maybe slower than driving. Maybe faster. I don't know. Hopefully faster. And I've always been interested in where they're going to put the station, too. And the, the mm-hmm. plan, there was there was architectural drawings and everything mm-hmm. for the station to be where the station used to be, which was up by Banbury Place, just on the north end of downtown over here. Sure. So that kind of becomes, you know, downtown is a gateway into, you know, the community from from all the rail travelers, mm-hmm. whoever Man, they be might cool. be. Yeah, and like, you know, that, that lets travelers come here, that lets us go other places without having to drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go... Go get drunk in the Twin Cities and have a safe ride back. That sounds yeah. fun. Also, like going to the airport would be so much easier, <laughs> yeah. not having to park your car anywhere. Oh my gosh! Sorry, I'm not being funny. Just realistic. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, trains are so romantic, you know. Oh yeah. Be like you're going to Hogwarts every time. Yeah. <laughs> going to Hogwarts with somebody fighting on top. Yes. Exactly. Uh, all movies all the time. Exactly. We are sad that's, people. Uh, that's the only culture we have here in Eau Claire without actual trains. Like, what are we supposed right? to do? <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, since we have the illustrious Eric Rasmussen oh, here, man. double Eric alert again, uh, <laughs> we wanted to talk about a recent story that he wrote for Volume 1 uh, about this amateur historian in town named Roy Hoff, a local guy. He's been collecting memorabilia and taking videos all over Eau Claire to preserve you know, what, this, what the city looks like or felt like at any given time over the past 40 years. Um, and he's taken a lot of dashboard videos yeah. from, the, from his 71 Plymouth just driving around town, taking in the scenery. It's kind of a cool project. And now with Facebook, he's sharing his archives, and people are really loving taking a look back in time. So, Eric, what was it like meeting the legend? Just It's a fascinating story. Yeah. He, uh, um, in the early 80s, uh, had, has dealt with some health problems his entire life. In the early 80s, uh, went to leave his house one day and lost his sense of sight. And uh, that was shocking enough that he, he was inspired to, uh, you know, want to share his, the world he saw with his kids someday. So this was, uh, this predates camcorders. So he mm. invented a system where he has a video camera hooked to a VCR in the passenger seat powered by <laughs> a gas generator in the trunk That's of his crazy. car, yeah. uh, which he ventilated with a, a fan. So, yeah, he drove around. He produced these videos. He's been doing it for decades, and uh, they kind of started popping up online. Uh, as you well, know, famously, Facebook. they were they uh, were on community television for yes, years. That, when that, he, yeah, they, I mean, thank you. So yes. they people just it, weird late at night these driving around videos yeah. that are you know through the city, and you see things that mm-hmm. were different than they are now. And but now it's easier to look at them whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. obviously with yeah. YouTube because he was just way ahead of his time on a bunch of levels. Right, really. right, and just I, I I was amazed by the idea that. You know, in 81 or, you know, 80s when he's doing these things, right? Maybe he had a vision of community television, but certainly he couldn't have envisioned the internet. So he was creating or he thousands. Did. Ooh, ooh, yeah. <laughs> he invented the internet. <laughs> but yeah, thousands, tens of thousands of hours of videos yeah. that at the time didn't really have a. A home, so yeah, the dedication to the project is just over twenty thousand videos, yeah. right? That's so that, that's so wild. Just like I mean, and we got we got pictures of this guy, and his his garage is just packed with cool stuff, yeah. just like old videos, memorabilia, all kinds of things. I'm like, yeah, you man. can yeah, you can read the story obviously, and and you know, see yes. photos and a, and a bunch of the video clips and stuff on uh, volume one right now. 
But also, you went ahead and made your own, yeah, right? It's yeah. part of the experience. So on a Sunday afternoon, I was like, I'm going to try this. And uh, it was kind of amazing because I just drove around town, a route I've driven hundreds of times. And just the act of recording it made it, like, special. I was, like, <laughs> looking around and, like, oh, what did I capture? And it turned it into an artifact. And it was See, that's really what's cool funny. Thing. It's like, it's, yeah. that's, you didn't do anything that cool. No, for sure <laughs> not. <laughs> because today, we all do that. Exactly. And that's what makes him... So exactly, right? Because it's just Absolutely. so ubiquitous at this point. But he, to, I mean, in the lengths to, with the generator and yeah. the fan. Yeah. I mean, so he didn't kill himself doing it. <laughs> right? It's just it's there really were no explosions. And then now to be now that he did put all that work in for years, now everyone looks at him, looks to him yeah. like this, you know, legend and historian right. on a local level. And he obviously he's got that Facebook group, the Old Town Eau Claire, yep. which is specifically yes. his. So you can look up. His group, and that's got ten plus thousand members, right? Plus too? all the artifacts, and yeah, yeah and then yeah. he's got lots of other just basic historical stuff too. Not basic, but the more common things you see of the, the photos from the '30s and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff is all mixed in with his own uh, his own stuff. But and he's always quick to jump in, and uh, oh yeah, and, he and replies to all the comments. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I mean, a but lifelong passion. Project, what do you think? Huh? I mean, to sum it up, what what did you learn from from examining a guy like that to put you directly on the spot? You know, what what. <laughs> What's the ultimate well, takeaway you know, for just, us locally? The, the how impressed I was by the scope of the work and the dedication, right? Like nothing cool happens without a whole lot of mm. planning and work going in on the front end. Obviously, this he spent a lot of years recording these things without much attention, and now you know that the Old Town Eau Claire Facebook group has, I believe, twenty thousand members. I mean, it's a pretty impressive wild wow. endeavor. So yeah. I'm surprised there isn't like out of all of the videos that he's done, there isn't one where he like hits a turkey or something, or he like <laughs> like kind of swerves around. You know, I mean, forty years. I'm of really collect- surprised at that. Too. <laughs> <Collecting>. <laughs> you'd think, any, like, you'd think the guy would hit a turkey. <laughs> I mean, it's one thing doing all this work, and, and you know, say what you will about his dedication, but you know, forty years of clean driving too. That's. Yeah. <laughs> Well, That's I mean, he's impressive. He's got some discounts own. from Geico or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> His safe insurance rate's got to be amazing. <laughs> His documented safe driver. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, amazing story. Amazing guy. Like, very cool. Taking it into his own hands and just like doing something cool that he's passionate about. That's what it's all about. And Eau Claire is a cool place where you can do stuff like that. So good for Roy. And thank you, Eric, for of writing course. that story. Good it one. It was a great, great uh, experience. Yes. <laughs> Big events are coming back. It's happening. It's happening. It's true. Ready or not, this summer in the Valley, there's going to be plenty of opportunities to gather in the tens of thousands again, which <laughs> which feels weird even saying that, but it's I've true. just been jonesing to gather in the tens of thousands. <laughs> I mean, gathering ones and twos is fine, but 10,000. I need 10,000 people now. Um, there, you know, there's going to be music festivals like Rockfest and Blue Ox that are happening. Um but let's start with the biggest of them all. That's right. Farm Technology Days, <laughs> baby. Yeah. People love to look at tractors and skid steers, man. I mean, you can't look away, really. <laughs> but the event is, you know, it's across three days. It's expected to get 45,000 people. It is. It's actually at, a really, really big deal. Yeah, it and is. it has not been in Eau Claire County since 1992. Yeah. It travels around the state, uh, and it, it's, it's more than just tractors. There's, <laughs> of course. No, yeah, there's hoes and... <laughs> It's farm technology. So there's all kinds of cutting edge things to learn about, which is not just for Mm -hmm. farmers. It's it's really there's stuff to learn about about the whole culture of Wisconsin and how we grow food and how we live and how we should be living. There's there's a lot. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. And you know they got they got Chris Cruzy playing (laughs) playing every day for three days. I'm starting to get the impression that big events can only come back with Cruzy's blessing. Yeah, that's true. So you know there's something there. There's something there. Christina, I know you're excited for Farm Tech Days. Yeah. Um, 45,000 people, though. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of farm tech. <laughs> Lots of stuff to learn about cheese and cows and corn and um, what Chris Cruzy's favorite type of cow is. Yes. He wrote a song about that, right? His favorite type of cow? I, probably, yeah. I think that I remember seems like that. A song. <laughs> the songs that I haven't listened to yet. It's, uh, it's all outdoors, you know, and people are going to be vaccinated. It's happening in July, so I feel like, you know, you yeah. don't have to worry about the safety thing. I, I don't think there. Sunshine and fresh air and... It's it's funny to me to think about like farm technology days having the same attendance as like a music festival, like 45,000 people over three days. You know, like, can you camp out? 
It could be fun to is camp. Is an opportunity to rush a field with lawn chairs? <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite part. You know, yeah. or maybe, you know, they could, they could combine it with an existing music festival like Rockfest. They could combine them, you know, go see Rob Zombie, go look at an international harvester, <laughs> <laughs> watch a Nirvana tribute band, go have a cheese curd. Gardening tips with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yes. what, so what would, you, what would you call it, like Rockfest, and how do you put those two names together mm. to make it one? Mm. Rocking on the farm. There you go. <laughs> Something. Oh, that's classic. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, did, I did, just to, to wrap up this topic, I did think of a little game about... Um, so I'm going to say the name of either an, ex, an exhibit at Farm Technology Days or a band that's playing this year at Rockfest, and you have to tell me which event it's going to be at, okay? Yes. So, okay, first, uh, Beef Tent. That is, that's real. <laughs> beef Tent. That's Rock Farm Fest Tech Days. Farm te- that is Farm yeah, Tech Days. Farm okay, tech good. Days, yeah. um, slaughter. Rockfest. Rockfest. Rock <laughs> <Yes>. Terrible. <laughs> The slaughter tent <laughs> at Farm Tech Days. Uh, okay. Uh, anything but human. Oh. Farm hmm. Tech. Ooh. I'm going Rockfest. Rockfest. Uh, oh. It is Rockfest. <laughs> All right. Uh, equine. Farm oh, Tech. Yeah. Farm Tech. Okay, yes. Uh, Wild Street. Rockfest. Rockfest, yes. Uh, ride and Drive. No, Rockfest. No, Farm Tech. Farm Tech, <laughs> Farm tech Days. Nice. Farm Tech Days. Uh, heritage display. <laughs> Farm tech. No, no, no. Their album is amazing. That is Rockfest for sure. That is uh, that's Farm Tech days. Oh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm confused. Uh, here's one. Uh, uh, how about corn? Oh, Rockfest. I'm not going to uh, tell that's, you. That's, that's, oh, that's, oh, that's going to be Farm corn. Tech. It's uh, Rockfest, but also what? both. Yeah. Corn. Oh, actual corn. Corn yeah, that's right. oh, that's is playing right. Rockfest. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, I thought yeah. Corn with a K, corn with a C, it's all the same. <laughs> oh, wow. Thanks for That's a good warm-up for the games we're going to play later. So thank you guys so much. Uh, I, th- I think that'll do it for the panel. So th- thank you both for being here. You're going to hey. come back later. Uh, Christina, do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, Putting you on the spot. Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Uh, Custard. Chris Cruzy's uh, new song about... Out. Yes. <laughs> Get it on iTunes. Um, yeah. Eric, do you have anything to plug? You know, actually, um, any writers out there, uh, is Barstow and Grand, local literary journals, looking for submissions. So uh, head up our website, check it out. Good stuff. Uh, all right, folks, we're going to take a quick break to hear about our sponsors, but our panelists will be back to play some games with us later. And after the break, we're talking with Sarah Larson, so stick around. Nick, one of the reasons we all live in the Chippewa Valley is for the beauty that surrounds us right. here. You know, the woods, the water, but, but to get serious for a second, if you want to enjoy all that splendor, you got to take care of your eyes. You really do, and that's why it's so helpful to have a full-service operation like the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic right here in Eau Claire. Right, we've told you about them on the podcast before. You know, they offer routine eye exams for glasses and contacts, LASIK surgery, cataract surgery, eyelid surgery, treatment for glaucoma, and yeah, so Yeah, not much only more. all of that, but now they have expanded their services to include vitreoretinal surgery as well. And that's a mm. big deal for this area because previously some patients maybe had like a retinal detachment. Ooh, that sounds serious. No, it is. And they would often have to be sent to the Twin Cities to undergo surgery. But now we have a highly qualified provider offering these services right here in Eau Claire. That's so great. Like, so whatever you need to take care of those eyes, don't put it off. Call to schedule your appointment today. Find more information at cveclinic.com. That's Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic. Seeing the future. Welcome back to the Volume 1 Podcast, y'all. Thanks again to our panelists, Eric and Christina, for being awesome and funny and great. Uh, They'll be back a bit later to play some games with us. But first, we have a very special guest today. Uh, Creative Economy Month is nearly upon us here in Eau Claire, and our guest has all the deets. She's a true mover and shaker in Eau Claire, and she wears so many hats she could open a haberdashery. Uh, for real, folks, our, our, our guest today is a UW That's a Eau Claire. Shop, in case <laughs> you didn't know. So. <laughs> yeah, the first haberdashery in Eau Claire, maybe. We need one. Uh, <laughs> I'm a big hat person, so yeah. I might look into that. Yeah. You guys gave me the idea. Uh, our 10%, guest today 10%. is a UW Eau Claire grad and the business and communications director for Downtown Eau Claire Inc., as well as the City of Eau Claire's Economic Development Department, which she started almost two years ago. 
she's a co-owner of Four Peas Consulting, and she's part of the Eau Claire Public Arts Council, Western Dairylands Women's Advisory Board, the City of Eau Claire Loan Administration Board, the Redevelopment Authority, so many things. Please give a warm welcome to Sarah Larson. Thank That's you. That's a lot of Eau Claire stuff. That's a lot of stuff. It felt, it felt like a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does feel like a lot, but it's all great stuff. And just had your second child, yes. and you're on maternity leave Congrats. now, so you're hanging out like off-duty time here. This yeah. is how dedicated Sarah is to this community. I will say I did join uh, my first work call about a couple days after I got home from the hospital because oh, wow. there's exciting stuff happening and I can't miss it. So, um, yeah, thanks can't for having stop. me, guys. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. That's, that's awesome. So, Creative economy. Uh, I want to clear that term up right away. Like, what do we mean when we talk about Eau Claire's creative economy? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's a lot of things that you guys do uh, highlight already in volume Mm. one. There's so many things going on. And the beautiful thing about creative economy is it means different things to different people. So I wish I had a really great (laughs) definition for you. But it's really just celebrating, um, you know, the artists and the creators we have here. um, And it just gives Eau Claire that that vibe as we all talk about. (laughs) We have a lot of it going on and I think it's been happening for so long but we now have different tools to highlight it. So whether it be the the multiple galleries we have hidden here but are starting to come to light a little bit more or just the person that wants to try out painting or knitting. Uh, You know we have craft supply stores here who can help with that and lots of knowledge in the area. So from small things to really big things such as our sculpture tour and murals that are happening more in the downtown Mm -hmm. and Eau Claire area. And the last stuff is awesome. The core of that is the art and the music and those kinds of things too but I think sometimes they can kind of it's it bleeds out into other professions and industries and things architects and and you know designers and all those kinds of things too can be kind of part of that whole infrastructure and they are often inspired by the heart of it what you're talking about which is the art and the music and the stuff so to get all those other creative industries kind of engaged in the community and attract those types of workers and stuff too you have to have a strong uh, creative mm-hmm. economy, hard to what like, you're yeah. saying. Yeah, and I would say too that the interesting thing about that is sometimes it's hard to get data because it does mean so many things yeah. to different people about how much uh, creative em- endeavors we have in Eau Claire. So. And it used to be just a week, Creative Economy Week, and now we got a whole month. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so we must be doing something right. <laughs> right, yeah. It is celebrated at a state level at a week, and uh, last year it was, and we had mm. some in-person plans, uh, and of course it's in May, so we had to pivot a little bit and do a lot more online. But it just showed us that we have so much going on, and we, I pitched it to everybody this year, like, what do you think about a month? And they said, let's do it. And I said, Okay, right. so, but it's part of a, 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 a statewide thing, right? Correct. The week is, but Correct. we're the only ones doing the month because we're – that I know of. Oh, I haven't okay. researched yeah. it fully. But we got yes. a month's worth of stuff, whereas other yeah. cities yeah. maybe are falling behind a little bit. Yeah, so keep <laughs> up. But, uh. And how do you think, I mean, you know, obviously the last year, you know, we've talked about this a lot on the podcast and everybody has everywhere, um, how hard it's been. And it's especially hard on a lot of creative industries, especially that that core that we're talking about, like musicians and, and artists and things. I mean, how much of this event this year, you know, do you think we can raise enough interest? And, in, you know, there's going to have to be a... a, a a even stronger wave of support than there has been in the past for this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like we're now getting ready to announce the, the concert series coming back in Phoenix Park on Thursdays and things like that. And we're going to be, you know, we, raising money again and stuff for the bands. And it's like, hey, these people have not performed for a year or, or more. What can this event and this month of activities do to kind of shed light on that? And how do you think we can help support that scene and, and double down now? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, some of your last guests have talked about that there's this pent-up energy that people mm-hmm. are going to want to be at all these events, and you guys run so many of them, you, you hear those questions mm-hmm. a lot. So I think it's just really uh, going out, supporting more than you ever have. I mean, obviously, a lot of us um, who are fortunate to keep our jobs, you know, we did get stimulus checks. Like, maybe let's route some of that towards our, our yeah. artists and our creatives, and really just um, shopping local, as we all talk about. But I think it's just pulling back and saying, how was this last year without our creative in-person events? and things like that. Okay, well, let's make sure that they really survive well, and what does that look like to everybody? And, mm. you know, um, we, we are pulling in a couple of culinary events this year as well, Great. and yes. so that's another theme that I know everybody's been doing their their best to support uh, restaurants by doing takeout and things like that. But just, you know, those those people and those creatives really make up the fabric of a community. And I think that everybody really realizes that now. And especially here, I mean, I think the event scene became such a deep part of the identity mm-hmm. here in the last 10 years, five especially, that this was, I think, particularly gutting to a community that did start to identify and create an identity around that so much. You know, Visit Eau Claire and some of those organizations and stuff were using that as the main, you know, 
identifying feature in the in the, the core of what this place is, why you should come visit, or why you know why you should be proud to live here or move here or anything like that. And so, to have that taken away was really tough. And we got to build that back now, and it's mm-hmm. going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, it was at a point where it was like, man, there's three there's three amazing things happening on one night, and like before, I feel like ten years ago, even it was like. The whole city had like one thing to do yeah, <laughs> together, yeah. and now it's spread between we so many different things. Kind of got a little spoiled, cool and maybe took yeah. you know took it for granted. But yeah. the great thing is too that we learned some adaptability, and some of the events carry through this year, uh, like the gallery window walk, mm. where we're pulling um, art out of seven different galleries and from different artists, and putting it at about over twenty locations in the downtown and outside of downtown, so people can just go look and observe, and it's not so time sensitive. It's going to be happening all through the month of May. So we learned some great things that we were like, how do we keep this and build on it, but also in person too. Man, just walking through downtown Eau Claire, you don't even have to go in anywhere or do anything. It's like a, it's a gallery of its own at this point with yeah. all the murals and now the now the gallery windows and stuff. That's going to be really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the whole month, I mean, there's there's opera singing, there's rock and roll, a bunch of, uh, you know, live streams and pasta making and all kinds of stuff going on. So like, how do you, I mean, how does, how does all that, that come under one one window yeah and that's where i think the <laughs> thing was when we were like can we do a month mm-hmm. i was like i'm i'm an ambitious person but it, i everybody said you know if you take a weekend we take a weekend and we also were trying not to put too much pressure on it sometimes right. when you're planning all these events it's like we have to do them this and this and this and it's like let's let the creatives and the artists be good at what they do they're already doing it a lot of times it was just saying tell us what you're doing yeah, so you yeah. put it on a calendar right um so i think that people can the beautiful thing about it being a month too is if you miss the one week or the one weekend with a big event there's other weekends that sure. are here uh, for you to enjoy so exciting so this is awesome but there's just there's a big energy happening in general right now around downtown with mm-hmm. your with putting putting that piece of your hat on yeah <clears throat> or, you know from the haberdashery <laughs> store um one you switch them out <laughs> you know we're seeing you know b- big demolition project uh between farwell and barstow for that wilson square apartment project mm-hmm. there's uh the what is it the andante project <laughs> yeah. on the the railroad andante. lot which is that like the galloway grill name. parking lot people kind of know it as that yep. That's a huge mixed-use development. I think that's five stories, and mm. there's some commercial in there, and there's a bunch of um, uh, housing and stuff, of course, too. Uh, Andante meaning that's a musical notation, Correct. right? Isn't that the whole thing? At walking pace. Walking yes. pace, yes. so yes. it's a walkable. Right. Which yeah. I always want to say Allegro, and I'm like, no, no, that's that. <laughs> enjoy it. So, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, in the, yeah, there's just a lot of projects happening and more to mention. I mean, the Cannery District thing kind of going forward. What? You know what? Do you, what are the? How do you read those tea leaves? And what's what's moving forward? And what is most exciting to you? Yeah. Oh man, it's that's that's why I love my job and all the hats I do wear because it's the downtown, it's the creative events that bring people here. But then that tells people, hey, let's invest in this community more. People are want to keep moving here. As you mentioned earlier, we're growing a bigger corridor, you know, in the state, mm-hmm. and so that's super exciting. Um, so the other thing is, during the pandemic, people were like, is development going to continue? Are people going to be nervous right. about it? And it felt like a big pause. Yeah, yeah, and we weren't quite sure, right? We had to see how it shook out. And so to see um, developers coming back saying, we're ready, we're going to keep going. So for me, I'm excited. I mean, the Cannery District has been talked about a lot, too, in different areas. And so we did get our first uh, big interest in there with PNR properties out of Duluth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they built one up in Superior, and they were really excited to work with the community. And that's what is really nice with some of these developers. And you're, work so we're them. seeing you know you mm-hmm. you know John Mogensen has had a lot of buildings and stuff downtown mm-hmm. he's been a, a major developer of kind of re, you know rehabbing historic buildings and things for a long time um, the Pablo group has kind of come on now and is doing the right now they're doing the US Bank building um, turn, turning that into more apartments and they had done that um, the guild project before over on the river by the YMCA mm-hmm. And then JCAP Real Estate is the one doing Wilson Square, Wilson. which yep. is that big one. And they have uh, also the Wells Fargo building, the Grand, which is the one that's the rooftop bar. attempting yep. to do the rooftop mm-hmm. bar, along with some office and some residential there, too. So those are all local developers. And so those are groups that have kind of grown into doing some major projects. But we are starting to see now other major outside projects. You mentioned the one from Duluth. And then there's the um, Merge, Merge from, Urban yep, Development. Iowa and Madison. Iowa and Madison. They're, yep. they're doing the Andante thing. Correct. The, and the transit project as well. Yeah. And that's still being yep. negotiated, right? That's not a done deal yet. So the, where, the, where the bus transfer center is now, mm-hmm. they're going to build a big building that has a, a newer, better, actually reasonably done <laughs> 
transfer center and then another six stories of apartments and stuff Correct. above that. That is a done deal with merge. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So, nice. so yep. So there, that was kind of like they want to. Same thing with PNR companies out of Duluth and then properties and then also merge as they they say we want to invest X amount into a into a community and for some reason they found um, Eau Claire which I do know for sure that the merge one had a UW Eau Claire grad from it as well mm-hmm. so she was very familiar with the area so the transit was part the first part and then moved over to the railroad lot and then they said okay we got to see how it all turns out maybe we'll continue to do more and that's the same thing with the one in the well, what does this mean I mean when you have you know they're all just trying to to make money I mean their yeah. businesses and things mm-hmm. but I mean that we're getting so many looks from these yeah. outside development firms is that normal pretty standard or is that something to really be thankful for yeah, I think or is it something to be wary of uh, well I mean I would say thankful first off right mm-hmm. because there are sure. people who are interested <laughs> in our community and I think it's because of all the great work we've all been working together to achieve which is come here settle here great place to live great place to raise a family and and do things after you you leave and also not be stuck in traffic all day which train would also help that yeah, and sure, we talked about right. that a little bit um right especially with people working remote so um the weary part I would say is is a little less right it's just more understanding how they do fit with our community sometimes mm-hmm. we always encourage them talk to us let's learn about our community so that you don't just plop a property here that isn't really invested and isn't going to serve our community yeah and what do you think about all the you know anytime there's a project anywhere at all yeah and there's social media involved Mm -hmm. people jump in and say you know it's not affordable there should be affordable housing there should be you know housing for homeless and things like that Mm -hmm. obviously major issues that need attention these projects i know the andante thing is actually considered you know workforce housing that's not like subsidized or low income necessarily but it's it's meant to be affordable Mm -hmm. um the wilson square thing is full market rate so that's you know higher priced sort of stuff same with with the guild Mm -hmm. that was just finished um what do you see i mean how do how do how does the city work to address the concerns of the people who are asking about those types of of needs it's well one problem or one solution isn't going to fix all of our problems Mm -hmm. correct so that's the thing that we always try to to talk about is that we need a variety of different types of housing so that something else can open in a more affordable area so that somebody else can move in there and then you know housing right the housing market's crazy right Mm -hmm. now so it's it's that balance and so um, I, when I took the job, I didn't know a lot about it either, other than what people hear and say is, oh, there's not enough. And, right. and so being on the inside now, it's like, well, it's a really big puzzle that we are all trying to solve, but there's a lot of solutions that we have to have in place in order to continue to address such things as homelessness. And the, the projects that we're talking about also contribute to our tax base, right? So that helps us with our amenities and things such as that. And address it, yeah, on the backside. Right, right, but, um, which people don't always see at the end of the day. Yeah, and I guess, you know, you have to, to some degree, you have to count on the developers to bring the project. The city itself isn't going to be able to build, you know, yeah. housing like that. So you need developers that are, that are open to that and have to kind of keep those conversation lines open so yeah uh yeah and there's you know we're losing a couple of uh i know i know you talk about social media comments and uh, one thing you're not gonna our, oh you're not gonna talk little, you're gonna bring up parking parking oh no <laughs> we're losing a couple Guys, parking lots as soon as you said we're losing something i'm like oh, losing some on. parking lots so i know people are you know mm-hmm. the the answer is use use the parking garages that <laughs> exist hard but answer, but sure. yeah i guess you know people are going to ask, so yes, so where, where are we going to park? <laughs> yeah, so uh, Downtown Eau Claire Inc. is working with the city to, um, they started putting out the communication already about where to park and how far it is and just kind of mm-hmm. trying to break down that, hey, if you do park in the parking ramps, it's not that far mm-hmm. of a walk. We have a beautiful downtown. Enjoy it. Um, so I think it's just more of the information uh, looking out ahead of time. You know, there's bigger municipalities who are doing how much how many spots are actually in there, and so there's a parking study so people know what they mm-hmm. can get to. And I know when I go to a big city I research that so I'm nerdy <laughs> like that too um, but you know there's street there I would encourage people to take the bus when they can if they have that convenience um, bikes we have a great trail system mm-hmm. but you know scooters scooters, some scooters yes, maybe coming scooters are coming when you guys talk about the train <laughs> station if it would be over here right they might yeah. look different than it used to so there's a lot of options out there but it does it might involve walking I think it's just the mm-hmm. Midwest mentality that you can park right outside where you want to shop and um, we have so many great places to see downtown that if you walk past nine creameries or you know ice cream places on the yeah. way it's okay and yeah. you can get a couple scoops on your way yeah. and if everyone's Fuel windows is like an art gallery there's murals like enjoy, enjoy the walk yeah. a little bit and, but there will be some just additional parking brought online yeah. that wasn't before to help try to alleviate that and some of our lots are going to um, be bagged meters so there isn't any charge for it um, so that all that information is on the downtown Eau Claire website and also the city of Eau Claire social media. So look out for right. it. A lot, of, a lot of good stuff happening. Well, yeah. before you ask, just park. <laughs> you, can, you can, now we've answered it for you. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, really good answer, huh? <laughs> 
Uh, well, Greg, thank you so much, Sarah. This, yeah. is, this has been awesome. You're going to stick around, play some games? Yes. Okay. And just remember to go check out Creative Economy Month this month. Uh, we have lots of things happening. And once again, this creative economy it contributes to why developers and people want to live here. And it's really important to continue to invest in those communities. Awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, folks, we'll be right back with some games. Stick around for more Volume 1 podcasts. All right, Nick, we've got a sponsor to tell folks about, Deborah Becker of State Farm Insurance, you know, at DebraBecker.com. Yeah, okay, a little insider info here. When we decided to create this podcast, the very first business we wanted to check with for sponsorship was Deborah Becker from State Farm. And that's because she is always up for the new, the experimental, and anything that she thinks is good for the people of Eau Claire and the Chippewa Valley. And she has supported so much stuff from Volume 1 over the years, new publications and community events, uh, videos, really just all kinds of different things. Absolutely. And, you know, it's not just Volume 1 either. I mean, it's the entire community. I mean, they're pumping money into community projects like the Boyd Park Plus, the sculpture tour, uh, concerts, art installations, just so much stuff that the entire community can share. Yeah, it's cool. And that's the thing, because to some degree, to people like us, we're just lay people. Insurance is insurance. We don't know the difference. So I don't. Sometimes you pick your people based on who shares your values in a community. Who do you think's making some cool things happen? And for us, that's for that volume one anyway. That's Deborah Becker with State Farm. And it's pretty cool to work, actually work with the people that are sponsoring oh, the podcast. Totally. Deb and Casey there at State Farm. They have their office right downtown, right on Barstow Street. They have everything insured that that volume one does, and in my life for a bunch of years. Uh, and really, they're just approachable, available, understandable. And above all, they're just decent human beings. And that helps. It does help. Uh, so if you need insurancey things, please consider visiting DebraBecker.com. And we're back with the Volume 1 podcast, folks. Uh, what time is it? Uh, oh, yeah, it's game time. Our panelists, Christina Wolf and Eric Rasmussen, are back alongside Sarah Larson to play some silly little games all about Chippewa Valley stuff. We got a whole theme music for it. Uh, <laughs> But thanks again for being here, y'all. Uh, this is going to be course. fun. Of uh, course. Each of our contestants is playing for a local nonprofit of their choice. Whoever wins our gauntlet of games, their nonprofit gets a free ad in Volume 1. Pretty cool. So, Sarah, let's start with you. Uh, who are you playing for today? The Community Table. Awesome. I love that on their website they say, we feed people and their souls or spirits. <laughs> that's really nice. That is nice. Fantastic. All right, Christina, who are you playing for? Um, I'm going to be playing for the Chippewa Valley Wildlife Rehabilitation Center. Nice. Um, looking at their website, they have a lot of possums on there. <laughs> Doing a little research, I learned a fun fact. Possums eat about 5,000 ticks a year. So whether you think they're yes. adorable or terrifying, I think we can all get behind uh, eating ticks. Better than a tick. <laughs> Thank you, Christina. Uh, Eric, who are you playing for? Uh, I'm going to play for the Ellie Phillips Memorial Public Library Story Builder Campaign. They're making good headway, but they need a little more help to get that third floor goal going. So fantastic! All right, cool. Let's uh, let's do this thing. Uh, round one is a group game, so we're all playing this one, and we're uh, this game is called Run the Numbers. Okay, so it's a kind of a guessing game with numbers, sort of Price is Right style. So I'm going to give you the question, and you're going to write down your number, and the close the person who's closest to the actual number without going over will win. The first person to get two of these correct wins the round and goes directly to round three. Pretty cool. Uh, so, okay, you ready to play Run the Numbers? It's a big stakes are high. Yes, looking for a yes. Yes, Okay, so it's pretty, it's pretty self-explanatory. So you'll have 10 seconds to write down your answers and let's do it. So this first one, uh, lambing time at Govan's Farm is such an iconic springtime activity here in the Valley, of course, where every year Families can go and look at all the baby farm animals, maybe hold them, flood their social media feeds with pictures of cute animals. Uh, So they just wrapped up for 2021, so you can't go do it anymore. But according to Govan's Facebook page, they had 18 piglets, 200 chicks, 25 baby goats, and how many lambs? 10 seconds. How many lambs? There's a lot of them. Well, <laughs> it's called lambing time, uh, and that's time. Okay, <laughs> all right. Let's see. Let's see your answer, Sarah. What do you have? I went with thirty. Thirty I lambs. Felt like a okay. lot was thirty, but maybe not. All right, Eric, Ooh, 32. thirty-two. Okay, and, and Christina, a jinx 30. With another thirty. <laughs> oh wow, you were actually all off. <laughs> uh, 
There, Yay! Uh, I was taking the average of all of them. There okay. were 125 what? lambs. Whoa. That's a ton of lambs. That's Holy a lot of lambs. lambs. Wow. So, Eric, I think that means you're the winner with 32 <laughs> somehow. Nice. Uh, so good job. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the next one. Uh, Osseo Family Restaurant, which is a family restaurant in Osseo, uh, <laughs> They recently had an iconic chicken statue stolen from outside of their restaurant. I read about And the this. owners are now offering a $1,000 reward and a free meal to anybody who returns their chicken. So in feet, not chicken's feet, in, in feet feet, how tall is the chicken statue? Pretty unfortunate. Statue, if you have a statue outside your place, it's like meant to get stolen, I feel like. <laughs> um, but that reward. Time. All right, Christina, let's start with you. All How right. many feet was the chicken? 20 feet. <laughs> 20 feet, okay. Eric? I'm using my Price is Right strategy. One, one oh, no. foot. Oh, no. Oh, that's a dirty move. Okay. <laughs> that is a dirty move. Now Sarah. I know what type of player Eric Sarah. is. Okay. Uh, 15, 15 feet. 15 feet. Oh, the answer is eight feet tall. Eric wins again. I feel terrible. That means I just wanted that to be a giant chicken. I did write 27 for something. <laughs> oh. <laughs> something Bad with numbers. Yeah. Wow, great great job, Eric. So Eric wins round one, and you immediately go to round yeah. three, which Ooh, is cool. Okay. So uh, we're, let's move on to round two, which is called the loser's game. Ooh. And that's that's for uh, Sarah and Christina, the losers. Uh, sorry, not not meant to be insulting, but this game is a little <laughs> bit a uh, little bit more creative. We're still going to be writing down answers. Eric, you're not completely out of this okay. game. You actually have a pretty pivotal role. Cool. Uh, this game is called the director's chair. Okay, so we're coming up with the name of movie titles today. So the two losers, Christina and Sarah, you are aspiring filmmakers, and Eric, you're the you're the studio exec who's oh about to green light the next big picture. Okay, so uh, I'll give you the plot or idea behind the movie, and you have to come up with the title for it, and then Eric, you're going to say which one you think should be green lit. Okay. And so it's best two out of three. You'll have thirty seconds for each each time to to write down your movie title. Does that make sense? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Are we ready yeah, to play the you. director's chair? <laughs> All right. All right. So first, uh, this is a family-friendly adventure movie where uh, all of the sculptures in the Eau Claire Sculpture Tour come to life when nobody's looking, oh, you know, yes. a la Toy Story or Night at the Museum. <laughs> so <laughs> what should this movie be called? I think there could be something there. Oh, that dog. Maybe it's already that, happening. That dog with the paw? Yeah. Oh, That's man. really the only one I want to come to life. <laughs> it's adorable. Come it's, on. Yeah. It's beautiful. I don't want the the, far, the farmer's market lady. Oh, boy. Oh, it'd be fun having a nice little grandmother presence around. Or she could be the villain. She could be the villain, you know? Lots of lots of opportunities. <laughs> going to be, be a good title here. And perfect timing with the jingle. All right, that is time. <laughs> All right, Sarah, let's start with you. What is your sculpture mo tour oh, movie going to be called? I'm being very creative, but I don't <laughs> Sculpture Strut. Sculpture Ooh. Strut. Not too bad. Christina, let's That's see what you got. Went with some alliteration. Uh, Rocky rocks the park. Rocky <laughs> oh. is the sculpture. Rocky. Made okay, of Rocky. marble. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, actually, that's the name? Like, yeah, you know yeah, that? yeah. Rocky's the main character. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Rocky rocks the park. <laughs> oh, got it. He's not seeing your vision. Though. I don't think so. <laughs> There's right. not no, a real sculpture. I was going to be really impressed if you knew the names of all the sculptures. <laughs> but you're just, yeah. Well, let's pretend. All right, studio exec. Eric, um, what's your pick? Uh, as an English teacher, I, that alliteration has to, has to be rewarded. So sculpture strut. <laughs> sculpture yeah, strut. Yeah. All right, excellent. Good job, Sarah. All right. Round two, are we ready? <laughs> All right, this is, a, this is your classic zombie movie where a deadly infection breaks out among maskless bar hoppers on Water Street. Uh, what should this movie be called? <laughs> 30 seconds. Oh boy. It's, uh, it's just something that I could, uh, that I thought of, you know? Yeah. I mean, an, an infection breaking out. So it's a documentary. <laughs> this is a this is a yeah. nonfiction film. Okay. This is gonna be yeah. It's a documentary zombie <laughs> film. <laughs> Lots of drama. Just imagine. Nighttime. The moonlight. The river's right there. There's bridges. There's bars. Feels really on the nose for what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and that is time. All right, Christina, let's start with you. Maskless bar hopper zombie movie. All what's, right. What you got? <laughs> it's called uh, 2020. Uh, choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> 
I added a train. There's nice. a train in the movie There's now. <laughs> Zombie train. Okay. 2020. Ah, choo choo. Okay, perfect. Uh, Sarah, what do you got? The Revenge of the Pickle. The oh, boy. Revenge of the Pickle. Ooh. I was so hoping pickle for a pickle return. reference. <laughs> All right, studio exec Eric, which one are you going to green? I got to go Ah Choo Choo, the sneeze yeah. reference plus trains that uh, works really on levels. There's levels. It all up, yeah. Ah Choo Choo. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Good job, Christina. You. <laughs> you can do this for real. Um, all right, round three. This is the tiebreaker. So, Eric, you're, you're affecting, effectively who's choosing who's going to play you in the final round. Oh, so. boy. Uh, okay, so this movie is a Bon Iver superhero origin story where after recording his latest Grammy-winning album, Justin Vernon eats a rare mushroom found in the wooded wilderness of his remote cabin, which gives him strange powers like supersonic falsetto, a beard that shoots lasers, and the ability to auto-tune his enemies into submission. What should this movie be called? Another true story. This is another this true story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all documentary. I got to get some of those mushrooms from out there. <laughs> seems fun. Supersonic falsetto. That's kind of an Aquaman thing, I think. Absolutely. Beard lasers. Beard That's lasers. Brilliant. Laser beard. <laughs> Sounds like a pirate. A pirate movie. <laughs> With music. A futuristic sci-fi pirate movie. <laughs> There's lot, a lots of angles. Hipster, emo, future, pirate. <laughs> So yeah, that's it's amazing. And that is time. <laughs> All right, Sarah, the Bon Iver superhero origin story. What do you got? And I was like, man, Bon Iver saving EC. Saving EC. Oh, bon Iver nice. saving nice. EC. Nice. Okay, Christina, what do you got? Uh, Jay Vern learns to fly. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of it's more of a family friendly children movie. Yeah, uh, a yeah. coming of age, coming of pirate age. future. Yeah. I, <laughs> Christina, I gotta go with the oh, uh, Javer awesome. Learns to Fly. Yeah, wow! Congrats, Christina. That was great. You Thank won you. the losers game, and I have a new life aspiration. Yeah. I think you got a real talent for this, uh, Sarah. Unfortunately, that means you lose the losers game, yeah. uh, which is you know hard thing to take. But it doesn't mean you're completely out of round three either. Ooh, Actually, okay. you have a pretty important role in round three, which is a game we like to call "What's in the Koozie." Ooh. Ooh. And Joel's bringing the koozie in here. He's going to give it to Sarah. Right. So, Sarah, that koozie is full of uh, all kinds of little prompts uh, about just different Chippewa Valley stuff. And it's kind of a catchphrase style game. So we're going to have two minutes. Sarah's going to give you a bunch of clues without saying actually what's on the card. And Eric and Christina, you're going to shout out your answers. Whoever gets right. it right no first, offense. whoever gets more than the other, wins the whole thing. Wait, is it how many that's in the cup? What do Oh, as no, many no. as you get right. That. Sarah will draw one and <laughs> give right you a prompt. But right lower, because then that's the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Just think catchphrase. Christina, yeah. we've played catchphrase. Yeah. 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 Just think that. I'm just glad I lost, because this is my jam. All right, this is going to be fun. So two minutes on the clock. Shout out your answers, remember. I'll be keeping score over here. And Sarah, take it away. All right, Kmart no more. High V. Ooh, one for Eric. Um... Barstow Street saxophones. Oh, um. Saxophones and keys and drums, and it happens every April. And it oh, jazz happen. fest. Oh. Thank you. Ooh, Ooh one for Christina. Tied up. Oh man, you cannot play the dice game here. You'll get in trouble. Big old uh, fine. Yes. Oh, at the uh, dice game. With the, in the, with um, the story with the guy and the thing. Okay. I'm, um. I'm gonna pass it. For <laughs> now. Throw it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Take your kids here for water. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. Um, Stout's mascot. Stout's mascot. UW. Stout. Oh, oh. Is it a bird? Um, Not red, but... Blue, blue. devil. Thank blue you. Blue devil. It's one for <laughs> Eric. Okay. All right. Um, the place where you would take a boat in our neighboring community that no one knows is over there. Lake. <laughs> Lake Wasota? Lake yeah. Lake, Lake Altoona? Yep. Ooh, right. tied up at two. 45 right. seconds left. You can buy lots of fancy groceries here, but it's kind of hidden. They also have a brewery in it. Fancy groceries. Fancy. They have food there. They have beverages. Um, not tea, but... Coffee. Grounds. Thank you. <laughs> Three for Eric. 30 seconds left. All right. Uh, basketball. Blue Gold play basketball here. Uh... Nope. Okay. Arena. Oh. <laughs> you got one of them. Um, Thorn Arena. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes, yes, yes. Uh, dance the Tied night up away. at three. Dance the night away in Vienna. 
the the Viennese ball. Yep. Ooh, one for Christina. Ten seconds. Ooh, uh, the uh, Chippewa Falls grocery chain. Gordy's. Yep. Ooh, and that and is mac and cheese oh. pizza. Mac and cheese pizza. Oh, um, uh, uh, toppers. toppers. <laughs> oh. Buzzies. Buzzies. For buzzies. Oh, yes. oh, oh wow. OG for me. Oh wow. Uh, Christina had five. Woo! Eric had three. Christina, congrats. You won our gauntlet <laughs> of you. games. And the Chippewa Valley Wildlife Rehabilitation Fund will get a free ad in volume one for those possums eating our ticks all summer. <laughs> <laughs> congrats, Christina. That was fun, guys. Thank you so yeah, much. Of course. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> uh, we're going to be right back with more volume one podcasts, so stick around. Thank you all again Thank for being here. Thank you. Thanks. Nick, we got to talk about one of our amazing sponsors, Royal Credit Union. Oh, heck yeah. I love talking about them. They've been with us since the beginning of the podcast. They've been involved with a ton of cool stuff that we do at Volume 1, and they always have cool stuff to talk about. Yeah, we, we've talked about their financial tips or their Money Donuts podcast. Tasty one. But today I want to talk about their nonprofit, the RCU Foundation. Yes, yeah, the foundation. That's where all the money they raise through that group goes directly back into the community by supporting projects and nonprofits in town that really are doing good for everybody around here. Definitely. And, and here's a cool thing. With every purchase you make with a Royal Credit Union debit card, they put up to five cents directly into the foundation. So you buy a beer, boom, that's a new exhibit at the Chippewa Valley Museum. Yeah. You buy some groceries, bam. Bam. That helps countless people at the Family Support Center. Have an egg roll, and boom. Boom. You're helping support the Eau Claire Library. Bam. Boom. Man, you got the better lines on this. <laughs> Essentially, that it is that simple with, with the foundation. Last year, the RCU Foundation gave more than a half a million dollars back to the Chippewa Valley, which is just so cool to be able to do that. Very cool. But that's really Royal Credit Union for you. That's what they do. They're turning small change into some big things around here. Welcome back to the Volume 1 podcast, y'all. Wow, what a fun, that was a fun, chaotic round of games. They just get weirder and weirder the more we do them, I feel like. Yeah, the chaos the chaos is there each time. It's, 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 a, it's baked into the whole thing. So. But yeah, that's Episode 8 in the books. Felt good about this one. Fun crew. Uh, I want to thank our panelists, Eric Rasmussen and Christina Wolf, for being here. Uh, both so just so funny and weird, weird, funny people. Good stuff. Uh, and Sarah Larson, obviously, from Decky, super smart, ma making cool stuff happen in town. Uh, but, yeah, great episode. We covered trains, you know, the arts, beef tent. Possums uh, and some ticks. Possums. we got to get a possum on the pod. <laughs> have a pod possum. We should <laughs> have a mascot. We're all anti-ticks here, yeah. I think. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't have a wood tick as a mascot. Um, but, yeah, this is such a good one. Uh, as always, hey, make sure you uh, go and click subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And leave us a review, too. That, that, that helps people uh, listen to this thing. Uh, give us a good review, too, if you're feeling, if you're feeling inspired. Uh, the more reviews we get, the more people listen. So, so do that. Uh, and I want to thank uh, our sponsors once again, Royal Credit Union, uh, com, and the Chippewa Valley Eye Clinic for their continued support. Couldn't do all of this uh, without that. So thank you all so much. Uh, let's see. Thanks to Chase on the sponsorships and Joel and Alex and Nick, of course, on tech and all of you for listening. Uh, it's been a great one. My name is Eric Christensen. We'll see you all next time on the Volume 1 Podcast. Hey, folks, thanks for watching the Volume 1 Podcast. Hey, while you're here, if you like what you see, click subscribe. Maybe like the video, share the video with your friends. Check out other episodes of the podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for watching.